Do you know that certain peptides can benefit those with Graves' disease and Hashimoto's? If you want to learn more about how peptides can help with thyroid autoimmunity and other chronic conditions, then you'll want to check out the brand new Peptide Summit hosted by Dr. Jenny Flagar. In fact, peptides play a huge role in helping Dr. Jenny overcome her Hashimoto's condition. To register for the free Peptide Summit, visit SayMyThyroid.com forward slash peptides. Hey, this is Dr. Eric. And in this Q&A episode, I am going to answer the question, when is a thyroid biopsy necessary? For this question, I'm going to refer to an article I wrote on the Natural Endocrine Solutions website in 2014, and I'll make sure to include a link to this article in the show notes, which you can access by visiting SaveMyThyroid.com. All right, so I am looking at the article. Again, is it necessary to get a biopsy for thyroid nodules? And I start out by briefly talk about thyroid cancer, and there's four types of thyroid cancer, which are papillary thyroid cancer, follicular thyroid cancer, medullary thyroid cancer, and anaplastic thyroid cancer. And papillary cancer is the most common type of cancer, and follicular cancer the second common. And the chances of long-term survival is high with the first three types of cancer that I mentioned, whereas anaplastic is the more aggressive type of thyroid cancer. And then I discuss a fine needle aspiration versus core needle biopsy and the fine needle aspiration biopsy or FNA. This is a standard test used to determine whether surgical removal of a detected nodule is recommended. And the procedure uses a long and thin needle to obtain a sample of the thyroid tissue. And, you know, I mentioned some potential complications of the fine needle aspiration biopsy, including cyst fluid leakage, anaphylactic reaction, pneumothorax, thromboembolism, and needle tract seeding of medullary thyroid carcinoma or thyroid lymphoma. Then I also mentioned that even though the fine needle aspiration biopsy is the most commonly used diagnostic method for evaluating thyroid nodules, a core needle biopsy might be more beneficial for the diagnosis of papillary thyroid carcinoma and other non-follicular thyroid lesions. And then I dive into the question I'm answering now, which is when should someone receive a thyroid biopsy? And I start off by mentioning how many people have thyroid nodules, which is absolutely true. And most of these are benign, which is great news. Then I refer to an article called Too Many Unnecessary Thyroid Biopsies Performed. And this is based on a report in JAMA Internal Medicine, which involved 8,806 patients and three ultrasound nodule characteristics, which include microcalcifications, size greater than two centimeters, and an entirely solid composition. So these were the only findings associated with the risk of thyroid cancer. And then based on these findings, the authors of the study suggested that rather than performing a biopsy of all thyroid nodules larger than five millimeters, one should instead require two abnormal nodule characteristics to determine if someone should require a biopsy. And they mentioned how this would reduce unnecessary biopsies by 90% while maintaining a low risk of cancer. So for example, if someone were to have a nodule size greater than two centimeters, but there were no microcalcifications and it wasn't entirely solid, then this would not be an indication to get a biopsy. Another example, if someone had a nodule size, let's say 1.2 centimeters and it was entirely solid, and let's say they didn't have microcalcifications, then this would not be an indication to get 
a biopsy. On the other hand, if someone had a nodule that was 2.4 centimeters and they had either microcalcifications or it was entirely solid, then this would be an indication. So I did mention during this article, though, if someone had a family history of thyroid cancer, then you might want to deviate from this. So if someone, let's say, had a nodule that was 1.2 centimeters and it wasn't solid, there were no microcalcifications, but there was a family history of thyroid cancer, then they might want to go on and get a thyroid biopsy. Now, either way, if you decide not to get a thyroid biopsy, I would say it's not a bad idea to monitor the thyroid nodule, getting a follow-up ultrasound, let's say six months or 12 months. And you might want to do that on a regular basis just to make sure that the thyroid nodule isn't getting larger. And it really depends on the size of the thyroid nodule. Like if you have very small thyroid nodules, you might choose not to do this. Or maybe you'll choose to have a follow-up 12 months, you know, one year later. And if everything seems stable, then maybe you, you'll choose not to do any more follow-up ultrasounds. And of course, I need to mention that you would ideally want to try to do things to address the cause of the thyroid nodule. So besides just monitoring thyroid nodules with follow-up ultrasounds, you want to try to address the underlying cause. And I have other podcast episodes where I discuss this, so I'm not going to really get into detail about this here. And I also go on to uh, talk about genetic testing for thyroid cancer in the article. So I'm not going to mention this here because you could always refer to the article. Again, I'll include a link in the show notes to this. And that essentially is it. So again, just to summarize, it's really those three characteristics that you're looking for on a thyroid ultrasound, the nodule size greater than two centimeters, an entirely solid composition, and microcalcifications. According to the authors of that study, if someone has two out of those three characteristics, that would be an indication to get that biopsy. And if not, but someone still has a family history of thyroid cancer, then they still might want to consider getting the biopsy. And of course, ultimately it's up to you. So if you have multiple thyroid nodules that are less than two centimeters, and some of them have microcalcifications and or the solid composition, then you might choose to get a biopsy if it feels right to you. But I was just bringing this up because there definitely are a lot of biopsies that shouldn't be performed and just wanted to share this information with you. So that is my response to the question, when is a thyroid biopsy necessary? So once again, look for those characteristics on a thyroid ultrasound. If someone has two out of those three characteristics, again, a nodule size greater than two centimeters, microcalcifications, an entirely solid composition, two out of those three characteristics is an indication to get a biopsy according to the authors of the study I mentioned. So that being said, I hope you found this Q&A episode to be valuable and I look forward to catching you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Save My Thyroid podcast. If you haven't done so already, make sure you hit subscribe to stay up to date on the latest thyroid health-related topics. And to get your free thyroid and immune health restoration action points checklist, visit SaveMyThyroidChecklist.com. Thanks so much for tuning in. I want to let you know about a product called Hepatomune Supreme, which is a unique supplement that has a rare combination of N-acetylcysteine, also known as NAC, 
milk thistle and schisandra to support the liver. And it also has a few mushrooms that can help support the immune system, including cordyceps, which has both immune modulating and adaptogenic properties and is great for those with Graves disease and Hashimoto's. To learn more about Hepatoimmune Supreme, visit savemythyroid.com forward slash liver support.